Hello beautiful people and welcome to Dr. Mom is in the house. My name is Dr. Danielle Hadid and I'm a stay-at-home psychologist mom. I understand the challenges of staying sane and emotionally healthy in today's hectic and demanding world. Nowadays, it's so easy to stay connected with those around us through technology and social media, but often we are most disconnected from ourselves. I'm here to share with you some tried and true counseling and psychological strategies for achieving balance, managing stress, and living towards optimal wellness. My goal with each podcast is to provide you with at least one tool or technique that you can try and apply in your everyday life as you take steps towards achieving balance and living towards your optimal wellness. So, thanks for joining me and let's get to it. Several weeks ago, I started a three-part series called Let's Talk About Stress. Hopefully, if you have been tuning in, you listened to parts one and two. In the first episode in this series, we explored how stress can impact a person physically, emotionally, and behaviorally, and I encouraged you to identify your stress signals in each of these areas. Then we engaged in an exercise called What's on Your Plate, which can help you figure out where your time, effort, and energy are allocated every day. Lastly, we talked about self-care strategies, which are activities you can do to help you nurture yourself and replenish your cup. As always, I try to teach a technique that you can actively use, and so we engaged in a breathing exercise that can help you breathe through any anxiety that rears its head. This breathing exercise is applicable in any situation, but particularly as you process through thinking about your stress signals, what's on your plate, and plan your self-care strategies. In episode two, we shifted into talking about how to cope with stress. In that second episode, we took the understanding gained from talking about how the stress in your life affects well-being and functioning, and turned this awareness into creating a personal stress management plan. We explored stress signals and figured out how to cope with stress more effectively. Well, my friends, I will share with you that I had the last episode in this series all ready to go, when unfortunately I had to put a pause on recording the finale of the Let's Talk About Stress series, as I had to deal with some major stress of my own. Those of you who follow me on Instagram might be aware of my recent medical misadventures. Almost four weeks ago, I had to have necessary emergency surgery to remove my gallbladder. That day actually started out with some other unexpected stress. My husband could barely walk due to back pain and we had to push our way into our doctor's office so that he could be seen in order to get some relief. Once that was dealt with and we were heading home, things started to take a different turn. Out of nowhere, I began having some major unexplained upper abdominal pain. I went to the ER because I thought, better be safe than sorry. Honestly, I felt kind of silly being there because within two hours of arriving at the emergency room, while waiting to do tests, the pain was mostly gone. So there I was, getting ready to refuse to do a CT scan that I thought was totally unnecessary. Maybe it was a little gas pain or indigestion, 
no need to spend my entire day waiting in the hospital, being poked and prodded. Luckily, before I could throw these protestations out there, I was informed by a very nice physician's assistant that I had gallstones and that my gallbladder was inflamed. My labs looked good thankfully, but I was in the early stages of an infection and apparently, if one thing in your abdomen gets infected, your other organs are at risk too. The recommendation was surgery ASAP. Say what? This was not how I expected to spend my Memorial Day weekend. I had parties to go to, I had planned to take my kids to the museum and was planning to host a barbecue for my family and friends. Uh, all clearly not happening. That PA must have thought I was the biggest wilting flower and not a well-trained psychologist because upon hearing the news, I immediately became very emotional as I tried to process what I was being told. I wish I could say that I got my act together and handled it all calmly and with no tears. Truth is, having never had major surgery, I was scared out of my mind. I worried about going under general anesthesia and not waking up. I was worried about being away from my kids as I underwent and recovered from surgery in the hospital. I worried even more about my recovery at home and how I would manage taking care of my kiddos while under the mandate to not lift anything for two months. How does a mom of two kids under the age of seven not lift anything? There are grocery bags, laundry baskets and kids to manage. Despite all my worries and concerns, I tried my best to take it all one step at a time. They admitted me that afternoon and started me on antibiotics and a liquid diet to prepare me for surgery. That night before my surgery, I lay in the hospital bed and used every technique in my arsenal to try to stay calm. I thought a lot about one of my favorite quotes by Oprah Winfrey that I always reflect on when I am faced with unexpected and sometimes unwanted situations. Oprah says, move with the flow, don't fight the current, resist nothing, let life carry you, don't try to carry it. Go with the flow. You've heard that before. Maybe you've even tried to do it on occasion. Goodness knows I've said it to my kids, family members, clients and students a million times. But what does it really mean and how does one even do it? I wanted to share in this final Let's Talk About Stress episode how I applied this go with the flow mindset as a way to demonstrate how it can help you cope with your own stress. Let's firstly break down this idea of flow by creating an understanding of what it means to resist. To resist means to refuse to accept something as it is, to fight against the flow of a situation or what you're feeling or what's happening to you. I will share with you that in the early hours of lying in that hospital bed the night before surgery, I found myself fighting the flow. It started with questioning. Why was this happening to me? Why now, as summer was about to begin? Was this really the right course of action? What would happen after surgery? I was so scared, so discombobulated by this turn of events that I was all about resisting it, questioning it, wishing it all away. I knew that this type of thinking served me no purpose. Truthfully, it helped me not in the least to cope with what was happening to me. 
Now follow me here, as I imagine what I'm about to talk about must sound like it's coming totally out of left field. So, most of my family members are Star Trek fans. The series Star Trek Next Generation produced a most profound statement that appeared in an episode many years ago. It has stuck with me to this day and it goes like this. Resistance is futile. So, I lay there in the cold, constantly lit hospital thinking of some of my go-to quotes. And I tried to stop resisting and tried instead to go with the flow. I did this by literally going with the flow of my breath. As you can already guess, I engaged in the tried and true deep breathing exercise that I spoke about in one of my earliest podcasts. I took a deep breath in through my nose and held it for a count of six, then slowly released it through my mouth for a count of six. And as I did this on the in-breath, I thought about how that breath keeps me alive. And on the out-breath, I tried to breathe out all negative thoughts I had about my current situation. I tried to breathe out all the worry I was holding on to about the outcomes of surgery and all the stresses that go along with surgery as a whole. As I breathed and counted slowly in and out, I thought too about the flow of water. I thought about a river, how the water is clear, how it flows slowly, and how that flow takes with it all the debris and gunk that tries to settle in the river. What a beautiful analogy for how going with the flow, in this case, the natural flow of the breath, has the power and potential to remove negativity and trash from our lives. How powerful does it feel to know that just through some focused breathing in and out, we can rid our lives of emotions that no longer serve us? So that night in the hospital, I did a lot of deep, mindful breathing. Did it work? Mm, for the most part, but truthfully, it did not rid me completely of my anxiety in that moment. So I turned to another tried and true coping technique, visualization. Visualization can be used purely for relaxation, almost like taking a mini vacation in your mind. It can also be used to deal with tremendously difficult situations. When you're feeling fearful, anxious, angry, and in my case, as I was spiraling through my fears related to surgery. I will share with you that one of my brothers is a two-time cancer survivor. He coined the phrase medical misadventure and his last one was a particularly harrowing experience as he was racked with intense pain and felt deep fear about having to do surgery for a second time. This was to be a 12 hour long surgery that would also involve reconstruction. On the morning of his surgery, he was highly agitated to the point of refusing to allow the medical staff to begin prep for surgery. It killed me as his sister to watch him go through all of this and I wanted him more than anything to be able to do this surgery that would save his life. I put on my psychologist hat that morning, dug deep and led him through a visualization exercise that involved inviting him to go in his mind to a safe place. We spent some time talking about where this place was, what it looked like, what it felt like, and what he felt like 
while visiting there. I have no idea if this actually helped him, but I do know that he eventually calmed down enough to let the medical staff proceed. Depending on the situation you're facing or feelings you're experiencing, visualization can look and feel like anything that fits for you in that given moment. So that night in the hospital, as I was lying there feeling anxious, I went to my soothing, calming place, which is on a beach, maybe in the outer banks of the Carolinas. I stand on the shore and imagine feeling the wind on my face and my hair as it is whipped around by the ocean breeze. I imagine the smell of the sea air. I hear the crash of the waves. I visualize those waves coming onto shore and going back out. In and out. In and out. Just like my breath, calming me, helping me to remember to go with the flow of whatever situation I'm facing. Visualization and visualizing this relaxing place filled me with such peace that I was able to turn down the volume on my anxiety and even feel a little more capable of coping with the stress that I was dealing with. I want to invite you now to close your eyes as I lead you through a shortened version of one of the most relaxation-inducing exercises used for coping with anxiety. But first, I want you to rate your level of stress or anxiety right now on a scale of one to 10, one being calm as a cucumber and 10 being stressed to the max. How would you rate yourself and your level of anxiety? Got that number in mind? Good. Now, think about a place or space where you feel most at peace. It could be an actual place where you have visited in the past. Maybe it is a special spot that you try to go to when you are stressed. Possibly a room in your home, a park, a beach, a field, a mountainside. Conjure up an image of that place. Visualize everything about it. In your mind's eye, what do you see? What do you smell? What do you hear? And most importantly, what do you feel? A sense of calm, of complete peace, of safety and comfort. Are you maybe experiencing a slight shift within yourself? Maybe what seems insurmountable maybe feels a little less so. Maybe in addition to calm, you're also feeling a little stronger, a little braver, a little more capable of dealing with whatever comes your way. Now open your eyes and silently to yourself once again evaluate your level of stress or anxiety on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm not a betting woman but I think you're probably noticing that this rating is a little lower now 
and you might even be feeling a little refreshed and ready to go. This is the effect of visualization. It's another technique in your arsenal for coping with stress and anxiety that you can do anywhere without anyone knowing what you're up to. That you're taking care of your mental and emotional needs and increasing your overall well-being. So at the end of it all, after all the stressing and fear, I had surgery to remove my gallbladder. I was in a lot of pain afterwards, and for these past four weeks, I've been slowly recovering. It's been a hard road with some ups and downs, including a second trip back to the ER to deal with an infection. I've had to dig deep once again, just like with my brother, to manage my fears and pain. I've had to learn how to honor the present limitations of my body and not push myself too hard. Do I always adhere to this? No, but I'm doing my best to be good to myself and working on being patient with myself and with this healing process. Hopefully this wasn't TMI for you all and that what you walk away with is not only a couple more coping strategies, but also the knowledge that even for well-trained, qualified psychologists, stressful situations can be overwhelming. Anxiety can threaten to take over. And that we, most of us, <laughs> try to practice what we preach. That brings me to the end of this series on stress. There is so much more to be said and I will inevitably revisit this topic again sometime in the future. In the meantime, I hope that the ideas I have shared in this series have given you food for thought. Maybe engaging in one of the strategies I shared can help you cope more effectively with the stress in your life and sets you on a path for achieving your overall well-being so that you can cope better with the upheavals, challenges and negativity in your life. So give one of these a try as you go forward into the rest of your day, into tomorrow and the next day and the next. Be well beautiful people and if you need any additional help and support be sure to connect with a local counsellor or psychologist. Until next time.